Welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. We've begun. Good day, everyone. Hello. And welcome to the latest episode of the ghost gig. We are hurtling towards double figures. I know, but we're growing up. We're we growing up. We're getting old. Oh, Long no. in the tooth. Oh, no. Actually, no, that's cool. It means we have fangs. Well, you might do. No, come on, you want to have a horror podcast with fangs. It's got to have fangs. Well, no, it might. Like, they might probably drop out. Well, in that case, that's definitely in a horrific episode. We'll make a special about that if okay. they do. All right, well, watch out for that, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, before we start, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories. Yes. Who very kindly paid, played our promo um, last week. She um, said nice things about us and, and lovely things. She and... did, and we're really, really touched. And, uh, yeah, a slight bit of fangirling going on in my uh, on my yeah. yeah, it's been really bit. sweet to watch because you have been yeah. When when, when she uh, when you'd hear from her, I could see his hell by your face. It was quite nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big deal. Uh, anyway, yeah, it is. Thank it is. you. Um, I've already I already emailed, but yes, and I know people who listen to us uh, listen to us because of real life ghost stories. So um, I appreciate the uh, time she gave us. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And welcome to those people as well. Yes, thank you for giving us a, a check, a double check. What? I don't know. To be honest, they probably started at the beginning, <laughs> so they probably right. they probably started at when we were very very ropey, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. just a bit flaky and weird. Yeah. Well, um, they start from the top, so they start from the latest episode. I think some people do. That's to be whenever. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's really cool, and we're really really grateful for that. Yes. Um, I don't think I've got any other announcements really. Oh yeah, Instagram page is being a bit funny. So um, Instagram does not like you this week. No, it doesn't like me this week. Um, I've been banned from the page. I've been forbidden to sort of comment on things until next week and now I'm not allowed to post stuff um, unless it's just like a photo but with no kind of uh, hashtags or tags. So, yeah. I don't what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to do what we used to do before social media is you have to write down all your thoughts on a post-it note and stick it to the random pieces of masonry and then just expect people to read them because that's what we all did for years and it'll be fine. Well, I think I'll just wait till next Thursday when I, my ban's been lifted, actually. Okay, well, you've got, you got, you got a week to manage. So I can still post on the story, I can still post on the Facebook page, but the Instagram post, which is my main method of communication, is just going to be slightly less uh, until then. Um, yeah, it's kicked me out I'm as well, which is very sure. annoying of it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why Instagram's throwing its toys out of its pram, but I shouldn't say that always up here, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's weird when like, they want you to play by their rules, but they don't tell you what the rules are. Yeah, anyway. You know? um, Great, thanks who guys. Who knows, but hopefully guys. we'll be back up uh, running properly. Truly modern horror. Yeah. We can still post, it'll just be a little bit uh, less than normal. Um, and it should all be back to normal um, by the end of next week. Yeah. Um, cool. I think I sound like a school headmaster. That is the announcements done for the day, everybody. Oh, we don't have to sing next, are we? Oh, wait, we are. <laughs> oh, wait, we are. Oh, that, that, was, that was very smooth, then. <laughs> that was very smooth. Um, well, in school assemblies, I always dreaded that bit, whereas for this, I actually enjoy it. Yeah. In fact, to be honest, in school assemblies, once I realised they can't make us sing because it was hymns, I just stood up and mouthed. Really openly, oh, just back. So relieved to get to secondary school. And we didn't have to do that. Anymore. Oh, we still did it in my secondary school. Oh dear. But enough of us had realised that it was not something they could make us do. So we just and they couldn't force us to do it. No. So um, yeah. Anyway. And you haven't changed since. No. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know most of the words to those damn songs. Never mind. So um, the last time we watched a horror film for this episode, it was on Halloween itself. It was. So we watched. We watched Halloween. On Halloween. Because, because it'd be really not? stupid not, not to. to. It would have been embarrassing. And again, it wasn't one we'd, oh, I think we both thought we'd maybe seen it 
a long time ago. Yeah, Because yeah. I was watching and thinking, oh, maybe I have seen this. Um, so it was the original, was the one back in the, oh, yeah, the 70s. The proper one. Yeah. I mean, I'm quite interested to see the others now I've seen that. Um, and for those, I mean, I can't believe there's anyone listening to this who doesn't, doesn't know Halloween. But well, if you haven't seen it, I mean, you, you probably know yeah, it by yeah. some kind of references. So and it's, it's a film about um, a, a, a someone who um, escapes from a mental asylum. Um, how, we're not quite sure. He was uh, put in there because he killed a member of his family as a young child. He escapes and he goes on a bit of a murder rampage, basically goes back to his hometown and lets him have it, really. He then, does. He yeah. does. Yeah. That's a fair synopsis. Um and um, before I play my song, I mean, I, I I I was quite surprised myself this this time with the song I've come up with because I was going to make all these hilarious jokes about you know Michael Myers and Shrek and ogres. Yeah. And okay. um, what I've actually come up with is, is it's quite serious actually. So just prepare yourself because I know I'm normally totally hilarious with my music. Um, <laughs> Oi. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about something else, and I was just giggling to myself about something completely unrelated. I was being uh, very um, unprofessional. But yeah, just a, just a warning that this might this might actually affect you emotionally. Who knows? Who knows? You, you've done a serious. I have done a serious, <sighs> and I learned to play the harp and the flute for it. I didn't really. No, you, you I didn't did. I, I know you didn't, but that's okay. Um, brilliant. So go it's ahead okay. and play said song. Okay, called... I will press the play button when you tell me okay. to press the play it's button. It's called on the patio. Press the play button. I'll press the play button. Demon. 
the film gives legitimacy to the slasher genre. A taste for inspiration for what's to come. Don't look outside. But I think my ghost dad also something a bit different for definitely you. different very floaty and haunting I, just, I, I was going to put in the backing vocals not to be confused with track but it just didn't fit the um, quite glad you didn't go that direction yeah, really yeah but it's what I was thinking everyone um, <laughs> I like hearing the extra thoughts there yeah and you recorded this one all uh, all solo, didn't you? pretty much I'm getting, I'm getting there you are getting there getting just there. for just to sort of give some context normally well, especially for the first few Alice would tell me what she wanted, and I'd press buttons, and she'd try and... She, she did all of the instrumentation herself, and the singing, obviously. But this, she's now getting very proficient at doing this all herself and creating exactly what she wants and finding all the sounds that she wants, and it's getting very good. Yay! I'm clever. And, yeah. To be fair, like, I tried to do it at school and stuff. I did, I went to music college, and I was terrible at it. So oh, really? I if any of my teachers are listening, I've finally done it. Woo! Well, and, and next step you learn how to not break your laptop. And next you learn how to you do your mixing and mastering. We'll get, we'll get there later. And we'll get you there with the actual creation of songs as well. Yeah, help maybe. help each other out. Maybe one day. Uh, We're lurbing. <laughs> speaking of songs. Yes, speaking of lurbing, yeah. I, I pushed myself to try a different style this time. Okay. And um, it, it sounds, well, it sounds like this. <laughs> So it starts by pumpkin light on the obvious night, introducing our other favourite killer. Folks still cry, shag and they die, but the this one, you're more of a voyeur. He's a stealthy guy, breathing aside. Lindrum hi-hat's never been so terrifying. He's a big man with a thing against babysitting, but deep down, his mother's still proud of him. One inept doctor, one beloved police officer, a maniac running around unchallenged, no wonder. Authority figures are basically stand by and let him. Through jack-o'-lantern eyes, we see his perspective. If you're jeering at people in the US suburbs, be sure to use your death camera angles. In your nightmares and in your dreams, in his William Shatner mask, he's nobody seems. But you can't stop him with a surreal colour scheme or an iconic score, palpable and menacing. He's a big man with a thing against babysitting, but deep down, his mother's still proud of him. I'm not being funny at all, but from what I can tell, Michael's the result 
of suburban hell. And if you see him, well, no one else will. Pursuing and driving into your mind until the squeezy teenagers will echo his affinity. He'll make rivers of red with their anonymity. Of path of destruction carbamentously. Insistent on unknowing goals persistently. These use attention and camera angles that are great. Our camera lurches forward with their knife, so we participate. Between park cards and other trappings, very sophisticated. He lurks like a Shatner clad demon in weight. He's a big man with a thing against babysitting, but deep down, his mother's still proud of him. He's a big man. Don't run away, he'll catch you either way. Don't have sex or babysit generally. He's a big man. Okay, so you've really gone heavy with the 70s kind of vibe there. It's an iconic score, and I didn't want to impersonate it, but not making at least some reference to it would yeah. just feel like such a missed opportunity. Yeah. So that's that's really what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course, interesting. We've both done different things this week, which is which is interesting. And neither of us has gone all that silly, no, really, no, which is unusual for us. Film, I'm, I'm vaguely proud of us. Well, yeah. no, but lots of the things we watch aren't silly. That's true. <laughs> the hills have vibes. Aberbury jets. Aberbury. Exactly. Jets. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just I I went for the normal kind of comedy thing, but it just didn't happen. And sometimes that that's what that's what happens. So. Fair enough. Um, Conversely, I almost never actually aim for comedy and it ends up yeah. that way. So, so <laughs> I'm, to, I'm told. <laughs> I'd say for this film, like when we actually watched it, I wasn't, it didn't have a great impression on me when we first watched it. But then when I thought about it afterwards, I actually thought actually really good. You know, it grew on me afterwards. I don't know about okay. you. Yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. such a, like I said in the song, Blank Canvas, it was like, I don't know how, if they were planning to do sequels or whatever, but I felt like it was very much a kind of, blank canvas with kind of vague sketches of characters and this a vague idea of this murder thing and this was kind of a introduction to it all um obviously like basically in my head nothing much happens until the last 20 minutes and then it shit hits the fan basically yeah that's that's probably about right i mean it does definitely go all out at that point yeah but it's 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 difficult to watch something like this that's it is inventing the cliches mm-hmm. So they're not cliches in this film. Yeah. You know, if you watch Iron Maiden, they're inventing cliches. It's fine because yeah. it's them doing it, but people following on seems a bit weird. So, like, this is inventing most of what became slashes. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a prominent thing in horror for, yeah. what, like 15, 20 years after that? Yeah. It didn't really go away from most of the 80s. So, yeah. like, it's clearly was quite a big thing. Yeah. But it, it's very easy to see why it would have got diluted, perhaps. I didn't think it had done. I think yeah. this did stand very well. It grew on me. It really grew yeah. me up. I kept thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking, actually, yeah. And the tension was really, it was there all the way through. It was, wasn't it? Because from the beginning, you knew he was around and the other characters didn't. Yes. And you just knew, and it, there wasn't very much of a cast, was there? It wasn't a very big cast. No, no, just no. Just focusing on these, you know, four, five. Most of the people in the background are actually unpaid extras as well. Oh. They just lived on that street. Oh, cool. <laughs> Which is it's, quite nice. it's quite a nice thing to tell your grandchildren, isn't it? That's yeah. me in the background. Yeah. I've heard a scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and obviously, like, yeah, the character of Michael Mars is really intriguing. You know, you never find out exactly what what drove him to do no. that as a child. No, no, you, you still don't. don't know why. You don't know why he's killing people. I don't know if this comes out later. I mean, I'm sure there is much more backstories and stuff. Oh, I said interested to see the other films, but just as only seeing this one, it's really intriguing, and it's a very simple idea, but it's it gets into your head. As I said, that's what I like in a horror film. Really, I don't think he was really well cast because he did not act at all. In fact, there's a a, a bit I saw where he. Really, he was asked in an interview, you know, how did you mm. go about um, performing in the scene? And he said, I stood at one set marker and I walked to the next set marker and I didn't act. He had gravitas, though. Absolutely, because he wasn't acting. He literally yeah. just stood, walked, stood. Because yeah. that, that's all he has to do. He's, he's, you know, he's yeah. a sizable guy. And that bit at the know? end as well, where you actually see his face. Which yeah. Which is a surprise, actually. Was a bit, yeah. And again, like, why? What happened to him there? You know, I mean, again, sorry if that's a spoiler, but I guess I'm, everyone who's listened to this will probably have seen it. Um... And it's it's funny, isn't it? Because the character of Laurie, she's not your typical kind of teenage girl screaming and helpless. She's kind of thrown into the role of protector, sort of unwillingly. Yeah, yeah, but she, she, is. she she manages it. You know, it's it's she does. And she, she takes control to some extent. I mean, yeah. it's just it's still like sort of first girl being invented. Not sorry, last girl being invented. The first last girl. Yeah, that's the one. Yes, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's got a reasonable amount of agency. I don't think it's like some. You know, you wouldn't lord it up today as some sort of high <laughs> um, accolade of oh, look at a female character. No, no, no. It's, no not, but... it's not Buffy, but when well, she's no, um, but... when she's faced with certain, you know, she she does go and she protects the kids despite being teenager all the way through and going, oh god, one girl to do. It's true. She, she doesn't just eyes. stand there and scream no. and then faint or no. twist her ankle, does she? But, no. And but, I, yeah. I, I, I look at. I do like the fact that literally nothing happens until the last twenty minutes. Because you're you are kind of waiting and waiting. Come come on, come yeah. on. This is probably why when I first was watching, thinking this is a bit slow. But actually, it's it's building you up and up and up and up, and then it's like all hell breaks loose. It is more effectively done. You, you actually do feel tension in this. I yeah. feel more than, than many other things that I know I've watched where they're trying for it. Yeah, you know, and you got to practice somehow. But like, this is it's being done well. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually nice to see a film where it's not like five minutes in. Blood and guts flying everywhere. Horror, you know. It's yep. it's 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 so, it's so such a slow burner. Really, really is. It is, um, and it, it it subverts lots of the normal things. Like, there's no hero in this, really. Like, no. there's that doctor who shows up at the end and can't even kill the uh, antagonist either. Yeah, like, he shoots him. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's all a bit. Um, like, it's all a bit helpless and hopeless, isn't it? But of course, Laurie survives, and I think she's in all the other ones as well, isn't she? I have no idea. I think probably. She's- I, I hope. I wonder if in the follow-ups there's equally useless adult figures because they're all either absent yeah. completely or yeah. just just useless. Yeah. Like they they have nothing helpful to participate in here. The other thing I, 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 want, the other thing I want to address is obviously, as I said in the song, you can't kill him. So there is a little bit of a paranormal element here as well. Isn't it? I Could mean, be. come on! If a guy is shot several times, throws and throws is thrown out backwards through a window, you're not going to survive that. And in fact, he just gets up and walks off like he's barely even had a scratch he's just very tanky he's, <laughs> he's very tanky because I think it's, it's he's I think why people were probably scared of this at the time is because it's completely devoid of most of the any yeah. normal supernatural things he's just a human yeah he's just really you unbalanced this like. is what humans can do I don't know if you get these but I get these where I'm I dream I'm being chased and the person is it by me he, uh, yes it's absolutely terrifying it's my worst nightmare that I get oh, fair enough yeah. no no I dream that I'm being chased by someone who wants to kill me 
and no matter where I go or what I do, they are there right behind me. And no matter how much I punch and kick them, that it just doesn't—it doesn't hurt them in any way, shape, or form. And it's a bit like that, isn't it? He's just indestructible. He is uh, a bit like a demon. Yes. So, yeah. 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 I, I. 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 As I said, very real slow burn, but I think a very important film in the slasher horror genre. Important but good. Yeah. And then film. it seems to have been less successfully attacked and eroded away than, say, The Exorcist has. Yeah. Um, well, they didn't have any sort of special effects to kind of the, to age, did they? Really? No, there's, no, there's none. Of those. Yeah, and the, the um, small the, budget, the score, you know, the, the music. It's John Carpenter making it himself. It just sounds so cool. Yeah, and he's still apparently really um, well. I imagine probably yeah. he still plays all this live. He's, yeah, he tours this music still. Yeah, um, but he's very cagey about the actual details of what he used. Yeah, <laughs> like that's quite cool. It's anyway. very cool. The the music and I think the music just complements the whole feel of the film and the the dark. It's all very dark, isn't it? And it's, it's almost like it's also very stark. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the darkness of the film is is aiding him in his mission yeah. to kill people. Um, yeah. So I, uh, as I said, slow burn. Watch it if you. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, just give it a watch. They're all on Netflix at the moment. I think there's yeah, a new one coming yeah. out. So, um, but also, I just like the, the camera's so cool in it as well. Like, it, it looks really interesting. Mm. They use a steady cam for a lot, which at this point was still really new technology. So, mm. there's loads of shots which were not possible before yeah. without using a lorry or, yeah. you know, a truck with a yeah. cameraman on it. So, like, there's loads of shots where we're establishing the characters, and it's just the cameraman running along yeah. next to the characters. And they couldn't do that before. Yeah. So, those those shots, the scenes where they're walking along discussing mm. drivel, yeah. um, <laughs> that was still quite weird <laughs> and unique. And you saying um, about him not really acting, I thought. Everyone else was very, very good. Obviously, yes. Jamie Lee Curtis is yeah. excellent. And not everyone who was it, there wasn't a, a weak link, I didn't think. No. When you're saying that all oh, that slow burn, it gets disrupted really, really effectively because yeah. as soon as someone is being stabbed, like the, the camera stabs the person. Yes. Which is it means you are participating, yeah. you are active in the murder yes. as a viewer, which go, is very unsettling. Just go and hand yourself in. <laughs> kind We're of. currently recording but, this from a prison cell. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, just before lights out. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I I think, yeah, just if you haven't seen it, just just stick with it because the, the slow burn is on purpose, definitely. It is, and it works. It's a, yeah. it, The payoff is pretty good. Yeah. There's just I, lots to it. I, yeah, I like we will, it. It's we will, an onion. It, it, uh, we like onions on this podcast, don't we? And Shrek. It's mentioned a lot. Shrek is the most un-Halloween-y or spooky thing ever. I mean, he's green. Uh, I suppose. He's an ogre. Anyway, um... Yes, so it was good. It was really good. And I'm sure yes. we'll watch the others at some point. Um, okay, so we're going to move on. And this is a very special episode, Vince. Do you know why? They're always special episodes. They are, but do you know why this one's extra special? I don't. It's because this is our very first listener story episode. So people have actually taken time to write down their stories and send them into us. You which weird is people. Weird people, but very cool. Yes, so, we, we like weird people. We do. So obviously I've read these, you've not heard them, have no, you? No, no, no. So um, I will start, I think we've got four, five stories here. Okay. So, whoops, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> just, just just, break the table, it's fine. Okay, if you insist. So, good luck editing that. Nah, um, not even going to bother. <laughs> that's, that's staying in. This is what people listen to us for, though. And then you're going like, to start flipping the table. No, no, Alice! Ah! Ah! Jesus Christ. You know, when you start going going crazy on it. You're going to have to go in, in, in the corner and have and have a calm down, I think, while I read these stories. No, I'll be too scared in the corner. 
if, if what's in these stories is what I think is in these stories, I'm gonna wanna, I wanna stay oh, here. Oh, they're all lovely. They're so all, you have to hold my hand. They're all fairy tales about candy canes and stuff, aren't they? Um, I don't believe you. Um, so, I, shall I start with these? Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am eager to so, hear these. Um, this first story, it's a short but sweet one. It comes from Trisha. Hi, Trisha. Um, we Hi, Trisha. We chatted a bit on Instagram. This is a lovely, lovely lady. She was one of the first people to actually get in touch with me. Oh, lovely. Um, and she's got a textiles business business on Instagram that looks really lovely and really cool. So, Trisha Textiles, give her a, give her a follow and check her out on Instagram. Plug, plug, plug. Um, plug, plug, plug. Yeah, well, I just think she's been so lovely and supportive. So, um, yeah, here is Trisha's story. I used to work in Clark's Shoe Shop in a small market town. There were normally three shop assistants working at any one time. The shop was on three levels. Top, storage, wellies and the staff break room. Middle was kids' shoes and bottom was ladies' and gents'. One afternoon, all three of us were downstairs chatting when a child's shoe was thrown down the stairs. There were displays of shoes going up the wall and up the stairs, and one of these had fallen down. We spent ages trying to recreate the fall and the way the shoe had been thrown, but we could never get it quite right. I I always ran to get wellies after that, and now I never use the break room when I go on my break. That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't, would I mean, you? better than being scared of wellies. But... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. I mean, short but sweet, but it would definitely, uh, definitely give you a turn, wouldn't it? Something about empty shops is quite scary innately, I think, to be fair. Yeah. And when you are the workers in the shop, there's other bits of it which are yeah. just uninhabited, basically. And yeah. they are kind of creepy, yeah. actually. So, yeah. be interesting to know if anything else ever happened there, Tricia. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for sending us that, and that was a lovely little sh- um, short but sweet story to um, start us off. Be our very ever first listener story. So, hey, thank you. Um, next story comes from Partners and Crime Podcast. I believe they're going to be reading out one of my stories soon on their podcast. So Partners and Crime Podcast write, "Hi guys, I love the musical podcast. It actually blows my mind hearing something so original, which is very nice." Yay. I have a podcast myself about true crime and paranormal, and after listening to your podcast, I want to share my experience. Ooh. Okay. Are they going to do it in song? Sadly not. That's oh, okay. It's all right. I guess we've kind of pointed out why that's a bad idea. <laughs> Don't do that. Anyway. Um, so, I have a couple of experiences, if you want to call it that, but this one left a lasting impression on me. A few years ago, I was going for a rough part of my life due to having a stalker. Yes, an actual stalker-like stalker guy following me. That's very scary. Calling me on different numbers, emails, stalking my social media. I'm a police officer and I had to get the law enforcement involved to make it stop. One night, I went to sleep after dealing with another stressful day with the stalker and the cops. In my dream, my dream self, or so I thought, I'll explain that later, wakes up but I can't move my body. I can move my head from side to side... My body feels trapped to the bed. I try fighting and try to get up, but nothing. As I struggle, I start hyperventilating, making it very hard to breathe. Then I wake, or so I thought. I wake again in my dream, still not being able to move. I struggle, the same thing happens, and I wake for the third time, in a dream state once again. But this time, what happens terrifies me. 
I struggle like a fool because that worked the first time, right? Then all of a sudden, I start to feel a pressure on my chest. Like, finally, whatever is stopping me from moving is finally revealing itself. I saw what appeared to be a very dark figure on top of me. This time, I yelled out a scream, but there was no sound. I tried to move, and nothing. I tried to breathe once more, but this was a struggle. Finally, I did the only thing that comes to mind. I'm not a religious person, but I prayed. I can't remember what I prayed for, but it felt like, with every calming word, the weight on my chest was being lifted. Finally, it was off. I still couldn't move, but my eyes followed the figure to the left corner of the room. All I could see was something darker than the corner itself. I couldn't see any features of what it was. Finally, I woke up for real this time, sweating, breathing hard, afraid to go back to sleep. I repeated this story to a friend of mine, and they explained that this was called sleep paralysis. Mm. And this can be known as the uh, the night hag or the boo hag. There's lots of different terms for it. There's some good names there There as well. There are. Now, in different parts of the world, it is an entity that comes at night, drains you of your energy, steals your babies... Which is That's a new one. You. Yeah, I've not heard that one. Um, but experiences are the same. You can't move. Pressure is on the chest. Mm-hmm. You see a figure. And a lot of people have described this as a nasty-looking old woman. Okay. I didn't see anything other than a dark figure, uh, as I mentioned before. But after doing research, I found that 5% of people who have experienced this have seen a hag. Wow. Scientifically, though... It is just described as sleep paralysis. Some people suffer from it almost every month and have sleep studies to help them get through it. I also find that people tend to experience it when going through times of immense stress. Maybe it's just the brain's way of dealing with things. I don't really know. Sounds quite likely, doesn't it? But what I do know is that it happened during the most stressful part of my life. I was told that it feeds on stress, sadness, depression, etc. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever it was I experienced that night, it was terrifying. And although I am a sceptic, I pray that I am never visited by this kind of stress-induced demon again, or that my mind learns of another way to deal with stress. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. I'm sure if if you guys have listened to previous episodes, everyone will know this is something I suffer with as well. How how similar does her manifestations sound to yours? Um, And I know that you've said some of them on this before. Well, I mean, it's... um, I I have only seen um, an actual figure once, and it was my mum turning into a hag. So it's the hag thing again? Which was horrendous. Okay. But apart from that, it's the same. It's I can't move. Yes. Um, I have hallucinated waking up, waking up, waking up, and it's, it's just... You're just in this state of absolute sort of panic and hysteria. It's awful. Um, and I totally agree with what they're saying. Basically, although it's scientifically explained, it doesn't help in the moment. No, does it does it? not help no. at all. It is the most terrifying thing you'll ever go through. Um, it's sort of, yeah, that I've ever gone through. I, not everyone gets it. And no. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, to be honest. So m- my sympathies with you. <laughs> um, I hope you don't get it again. Um, I tend to get it every few months. And if you're right, if I'm super stressed or under the weather, I get it more. And it's, uh, it's not pleasant. I like the description of it draining her, like like it is yeah. an entity, yeah, like like a, an energy vampire, 
you know, less Colin Robinson, but you know, more of yeah. an actual demon thing. Yeah. Draining her. Yeah. Yeah, that's it actually does, a really you, good description. And you actually feel exhausted when you actually yeah. finally manage to wake up. It is like your energy has been sapped. Honestly, it's insane. Um, so thank you, thank you for that. Yeah. Really good story. Thank you. Um, we may have set a precedent here yeah. for sleep paralysis stories. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's a direction. We should do an episode. I mean, especially as it's something I suffer with a lot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, moving on. This next okay. one comes yeah. from Colby. And Thank Colby, you. I'm not going to try and pronounce your surname because I'm probably going to do it wrong and I don't want to uh, offend anyone. You don't want to upset Col- <laughs> no, don't Colby. Want, no. Okay. Um, okay. So, this was uh, came from the Ghost Geek email. Oh, lovely. Um, was this the one you were excited about? Yeah. It was the first email story. It was the first email story we got. Yay! And I was like, yay, we've got an email. <laughs> Actually, the one previously was as well. Um, oh, okay, came okay. in after this one. Okay. So, Colby writes, I have a lot of supernatural stories and I plan on listening to your latest episode as soon as I get out of work. I hope you enjoyed it. So... Welcome along, Col- thank Colby. Thank you. <laughs> my favourite story is the story of my poppy, which is grandfather in Italian, ah. haunting my nonna, Nonni, which is grandmother. Nonni, yeah. Okay. In the house they got married in. They raised three sons and one son from my grandpa's previous marriage. His wife sadly died in childbirth. Since I was a very small child, I always felt there was a presence in the house. My grandfather died suddenly from a stroke, lost consciousness and died two days later. The older adults in my family got to say goodbye. His two grandchildren did not. That was myself and my sister. Although we were young enough to be sheltered, from what had actually happened, I was old enough to remember certain moments. I remember my mum coming home from hospital and collapsing in my dad's arms and then weeping together. I remember the funeral and napping on my half-uncle's lap. In the summer, as a child, my grandmother would stay in her sunroom and basically close herself off to the rest of the house. But once in a while, she'd ask me to go and get something for her. I'd walk beyond the kitchen and instantly the hairs on the back of my neck would stand up and I'd feel my grandfather's presence. I remember thinking, that's why she's so successful and uh, living alone until she was a hundred, because she had a secret weapon. Wow. (laughs) My grandfather's ghost would take care of things she might have missed. Straighten a rug or something like that. Mm. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, I like that. Well, this feeling was solidified the day my sister brought her best friend round and her best friend had a baby who was about a year old. Mm -hmm. My sister's best friend sat the baby down against the fridge, and my nonna was humming, getting lunch ready. The baby, who had been very quiet, started laughing, and I followed her eyes to the top of the doorway, as if looking at a grown man. And then I realised she was seeing my grandfather, and he was playing with her. I'll never forget this moment. Now both my grandparents and the house no longer exist, but at least I still know my grandfather loved my grandmother so, so much. Yeah. Isn't that a lovely one? That is nice. It's really lovely. It's nice to hear because, you know, there's so much paranormal. It's all, you know, scary and horror and, you know, yeah. violence. And it's lovely to hear one that like that that's, uh, you know, a happy one. So thank you for that, Colby. Um, this next one comes from Cara. Hi, Ghost Gig. Love all the reviews and stories. Love the one reviewing Drag Me to Hell. My boyfriend was terrified uh, at this film for months. Oh, that makes it worth it. (laughs) Good. Um, So, she writes, This is a bit of an odd one. I was talking about your podcast when I visited my parents. People are talking about our podcast. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry to her parents, but 
Nonetheless. My mum asked me if I remembered the house on the beach where we went on holiday. She described all of these things we did as, as a family, but I don't remember any of it. I remember the house. The drive was tidal, so if the tide was in, you couldn't leave. Sounds freaky in retrospect, but we didn't really think about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember one evening the front door was open and I saw the sunset, but that's about it. I know people will say, well, you were really young, so you won't remember the holiday. But I was 15 and we were there for a week. In context, I can remember the holiday the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. Uh, I know I sound like an elephant, she writes. (laughs) But I have no recollection of anything else from this particular holiday. Hmm. My mum went on to say, I I love this lady. My mum went on to say, this doesn't surprise me. You were acting odd all holiday. You were so mardy and not just teenage grumpiness. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like my mum. It's a universal experience, isn't it? Oh, and every night you would bring your pillow and duvet into our bedroom and sleep. You never said a word. You just slept on the floor. Okay. Weird. Obviously... Floors can be comfortable sometimes. Yeah, but would you... No. Obviously, a tad freaked out, I asked, why the hell didn't you say anything? (laughs) Her reply sent shivers down my spine. I didn't say anything because I knew what it was. There was something in that house. It was fine during the day, but at night there was something. Something bad. So much so that I would not have opened that bedroom door for anything because it was there, waiting. I would like to point out to my mum that this was an offhand conversation we were having while we were washing up. <laughs> but that's... that's yeah. yeah. It's the kind of conversation I'd have with my mum washing so, up. So there was something outside of... The, in like the, the hallway door, or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the teenager had come in yeah. to sleep and the mum could tell there was something yeah. out there. Um, so going on from the offhand washing mm-hmm. up conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while my jaw was on the floor, she continued, I'm pretty certain that that place affected you really badly and I think you were possessed. As soon as we left, you stopped being a bitch. <laughs> 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 oh, I said, I love this lady. sound great. <laughs> Me and my mum love scary stories. I'm wondering if this is actually my mum. She's got a secret family somewhere. (laughs) Who knows? I don't necessarily believe in it all, but this story proper shook me. I'd like to point out that I have never had anything else like this happen to me, even after working in a 600-year-old museum until 2am, the Guildhall, which was investigated by Most Haunted. Mm. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed this story. It's honestly true, and I don't know what to make of it. Thoughts would be appreciated. P.S. I have a wealth of freaky stories told to me by visitors and workers at that museum. I bet. I, yeah, bet. I bet. That's such Could a great a, story. Guys. That is a Thank very you. good story. You like... really made me laugh. Um, yeah. The relatable human aspect there, I feel, is going to be quite yeah. great. <laughs> it does sound a bit like this thing might have sort of put a memory blocker on you or something. It's weird. Or been so unpleasant to deal with you just You've blanked it out. I mean, you do remember stuff. I can remember very clear things from when I was 15. Yeah, It's not like you're a small child. Um, It's absolutely fascinating and it's obviously affected your mum as well. Um, That sounds like it's gone fine now. Yeah. (laughs) But it obviously affected her at the time and she didn't... Maybe she thought, well, she hasn't realised so I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to... Maybe there's the worry of sort of tempting the thing back whatever it is you know they always say don't don't talk about it because you'll encourage it back in or whatever you know it's really fascinating i don't know if you've got any thoughts on it i mean knowing what me i would just say yep you had a 
freaky presence in there, and they've blanked your memory. I wouldn't say I wouldn't lean on blanking memory. I think it was, yeah. Either blanking memory or the was unpleasant the enough that you wanted to yeah. not remember it actively yeah. at the time. I mean, it's, not you know like throwing it yeah. thrown across the rooms or anything, presumably, but. Well, it's yeah. interesting that the two the things she can remember, like the sunset and the water, are nice, quite nice, calming yeah, things. Yeah, that's true. That, daytime things. So, daytime things, nice things that are sort of you know, connected to being calm and relaxed. Yes. So that's interesting. Yeah. But they do say um, the the main thing that sort of attracts spirits, poltergeist, stuff like that, is a teenage girl. Yeah. Because of all the hormones and, you know, so really fascinating stuff. Really fascinating stuff. Thank you for sending that in. It was mm. really cool. So I have one last story for you, Vincent. Okay, okay. And this one is uh, from my mother. Ah, that's why you call me Vincent. I'm in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, she's actually here, hiding in the walls. (laughs) She's not really. Uh, This is a very good story, though. Um, Just because of uh, the nature of the story, um, we can't name my mum, we can't name where she's writing about. Um, So uh, that is why I have not, just so you know. I didn't imagine you were going to, and it wasn't weird until you said it. Okay, I made it weird now. Yeah. Oh, dear. God, (laughs) this podcast was so normal until you said that. (laughs) It was all completely... We'd have months and months of normality, if you noticed. We did. Anyway. Do you want to hear this story? I really would like to hear this story, yeah. Are you sure? Uh, I went off a bit off a tangent there, I'm sorry. So, this story is from my mother. Mm. She writes, I work at a stately home in south-east England. I can't give you the name because the employees are told that if we're ever asked by the public if the house is haunted, we can only give one answer. No. It's not quite true, though. I guess the family have been there several hundred years and they don't want publicity that would come from ghost hunters and curious visitors if they allowed the stories attached to the house to circulate. But having worked there for the best part of 20 years, well, you do hear things. Yes. I'm a house guide, and I'm also responsible for opening up the staterooms each morning and locking them at the end of the day. One set of rooms was occupied during the Civil War by a married daughter of the family. She had come back to the house while her husband and her father were away fighting for the king. She was heavily pregnant, and no doubt it was comforting to be close to her mother at this time. Mm-hmm. Sadly, her husband, aged just 22, was killed in battle, and her father... Knowing she would be waiting for news, sent a messenger back to the family to tell her what had happened. The young mother-to-be heard of her husband's death, and it was reported that she ran from room to room in her grief, her weeping so loud that it disturbed the horses outside in the stable yard. I think it was like young Frankenstein. Probably not quite like that. I think that was not probably the uh, was the image that's being painted there. <laughs> It was feared that she would go into early labour from the shock. Yeah. The apartment she occupied seemed to be the focus of some major activity in the house. These days, the main room is used for weddings and other events, and the original narrow wooden staircase leads down to the modern commercial kitchen below. On one occasion, they were short-staffed, and the office receptionist was asked to help out. She told me later that she was carrying a heavy tray of cutlery and crockery back down to the kitchen when she felt someone hurry past her as if they were running upstairs jostling her in such a way it made her sit backwards on the stairs Mm. several other banqueting staff have reported similar experiences a few years ago we had a new marketing assistant we'll call her Sarah who organised a group of local mothers to form a focus group to find out what activities 
they would like to see organised for the children during a visit to the estate. She set up everything in the upstairs room, placing all the chairs in a circle ahead of the evening event. It was arranged that she would be in charge of locking the apartments after they'd finished. The family occupied a separate wing of the building, so Sarah and her group of mothers were completely alone, and the rest of the staff had gone home for the evening. We first heard about what had gone on the next day, when a rather pale Sarah came into the office. Before anyone could ask her how the meeting had gone, she said, Is the house haunted? We looked at each other, and of course the official line was, <laughs> No. They still have fed of the official line, that's impressive. They did. Sarah went on to tell us that she and the rest of the women prepared to begin the focus group. The doors at both ends of the room burst open, and an ear-splitting scream had gone up right in the middle of the circle of chairs. Interestingly, the young woman whose husband had died in battle did not die in that house, but had remarried some time later and went on to live to a good age. Could this be the memory of her grief that lives on in the apartment even to this day? So not even her spirit, the grief, mm. which was so deep when her husband died. More recently, we've had a spat of occurrences that seem to be related to doors and windows of the house. One of my jobs in the morning is to unbolt the door at the top of the stairs to the staterooms for the inside so that guided tours and visitors can access them. The door remains locked by key until the house opens to the public, but, as I say, it's unbolted first thing in the morning. The only way to access the door from the inside is via the private apartments, and once the housekeepers have finished cleaning the rooms in the morning, the door between the private side of the house and the staterooms are relocked for the rest of the day. On several occasions during the season before COVID, the door that I'd personally unbolted became rebolted, so yep. no one could get into the staterooms until someone went via the, uh, the private apartments to open it again from the inside. Very inconvenient, as this takes about 10 minutes. On at least one occasion, it was physically impossible for anyone to have re-entered the staterooms after I'd unbolted the door unless the head housekeeper had made a point of doing it herself as a prank, which she denied. And given her many decades of service and no-nonsense personality, this wasn't really an option. Mm -hmm. Another colleague was conducting a tour through the house when she found another door bolted from the outside, making it impossible for her to get out. This was a door that was pretty much impossible to lock, with the bolt being heavily rusted and difficult to shift. Eventually, things became so difficult with tours that for the rest of the season, we had to make a point of checking the inner bolts just before tours, just to make sure we could get in and out. <laughs> Someone's having a laugh. Here. Absolutely. <laughs> this season, it's been windows, stateroom windows, that have become unlatched overnight, and most noticeably, the window to a rarely used storeroom that has been found open wide several times. One time, when I went up to relock it again, the hand from a tailor's dummy had been laid across the sill, so half of it was out of the window, which was a bit creepy. Yeah. In many ways, we seem to have the world's dumbest... Well, why have they dumbest... got a tailor's dummy there? I don't know. With hands. I don't know. That's scarier than anything else as well. I don't well. know. Ugh. Ask her. Ugh. In many ways, we seem to have the world's dullest poltergeist. <laughs> it's either a dull poltergeist or, or a strange ghost with a funny sense of humour. <laughs> Lastly... A story told to me by another colleague who worked for a while as a cleaner in the private apartments. 
There was a room in one of the corner towers that always seemed to, to her to be colder than the others. And that's difficult, as it's a very cold building generally. I can vouch for that. Yep, yep. <laughs> anyway, she was cleaning in there one day and decided to put her hand up to one of the exterior walls to see whether the stone itself seemed cold. And as she did so, another hand, colder still, laid itself back onto hers. <laughs> that is very creepy, but also, again, quite playful. Yeah. <laughs> I would have weed myself. Um... <laughs> That would have warmed you up. <laughs> there we go, we'll suggest that. So, when members of the public ask if the house is haunted, we still say, no. But given the numbers of them who report things they've seen during their visit, I think we both know the real answer. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> that is good. Yeah. I've not heard the uh, the hand one before. That was good as oh, well, Oh, man, that, that sent shivers down my spine the mm-hmm. first time I heard that. Um... Brilliant. So this has been our very first listeners episode. And thank you so, so much for everyone who sent their stories in. Yeah. It's really exciting. We're really, really happy that people are enjoying and are communicating with us. Talk to us. Talk to us. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, that was really, and, and yes, obviously big thanks to my mum for sending that in and to everyone else. Um, it's just, yeah, so, so cool that you are. It is very, very yeah. cool. Yes. Keep, um, keep doing so. We can do more of these then. Yes. So, Vince, how can people get in touch if they want to send us well, they, they can in? email us. They can they can send us carrier pigeons. They can shout at us in the street if they know what we look like. Um, or we they could, happen to we be could, in Kent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the social media as well. That's, that's yeah. also quite convenient. Really. Um, so you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, obviously. I can, I can, I'm allowed to message people on Instagram. Oh, that's moment, good. So that's good. Do, do, do that. How nice of them to allow you yes, the privilege. yes. Email us at ghostgiguk at gmail.com. That is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. And I will get right back to you. Please do. Yeah. Um, and obviously not just spooky stories, horror film reviews, um, or if you just want to say hi. That's good Please too. just say That's hi. That's nice. Send me pictures of cats. I'm very happy with that as well. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that will make you very happy. It will. Um, so I guess that's it for this week. So we will be back for episode 10 oh, in a couple of weeks. Woo. Oh. Um, brilliant. So I guess I'll, she'll say goodbye then. Oh, you um, say goodbye to me? Oh. I'll say goodbye to you. Oh, oh. I'm, we're going to sit in the same room awkwardly afterwards now. <laughs> well, you can stay in here. I'll go in there. Um, I feel like I'm with you. If you're good. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone, to the Ghost Thank Podcast. You. And we will see you very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.